Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. So we've all seen those help-wanted signs outside pubs and restaurants, and we've read the stories about the labor shortages for the service industry. It's navigating a mass exit of workers, as well as people deciding not to return to the sector after being laid off amid COVID-19 restrictions last year. But what about the tech industry? Folks are able to work from home now, and it's putting a new spin on how businesses compete for talent. With us today to dive into what's going on with that hunt for talent, it is Ilya Brodsky. He is a CEO of the tech recruitment firm based right here in Vancouver. That is VanHack. Ilya, thanks for joining us on the show today. Super excited to be here, Tyler. Thank you. So I think you and I, we last chatted back in the spring and you were doing you know record business. It's been six or seven months since then. Have things slowed down at all or has demand and talent increased since then? You know, it's increased, actually. Uh, August was our, our best month, um, and we had a record week last week uh, with, with 19 new employers signing up. Um, so things are really just moving along for us, and I think we're, we're, we're kind of a microcosm for the entire industry. Uh, as companies start raising more money and uh, the, the hunt for talent has really become global, uh, so there's a more competition than ever before. So who are your typical customers coming to you, your, your clients that want to get hooked up with talent? And, and what is it that they're looking for? Yeah, typically it's midsize, kind of small to medium-sized tech companies who are growing fast. Um, maybe it raised a little bit of investment, uh, let's say 20 to 200 people. Um, a lot of kind of really exciting uh, companies across across North America and Europe and, uh, and of course, here in Vancouver. Um so, yeah, they're coming to us because it's just really hard to find senior tech talent um, uh, in a kind of reasonable price uh, and, and time frame because we're seeing all the big tech companies like, you know, Facebooks and Amazons and Googles of the world hire as much as they can, uh, open up offices in Canada. Um, and it's making it hard for the local talent, uh, for, uh, for companies locally to compete for that talent that they need to build them, uh, you know, great products. Uh, so that, that's, that's the problem we're trying to solve. Well, and that's what I'm very curious about is how those smaller firms are able to compete with the global giants coming into Vancouver. You know, what have they been able to do? Obviously, they're reaching out to you for recruitment help, but um, what have they been able to do to kind of navigate this, you know, real big competition that's going on? Um, yeah, so aside from working with us, of course, um, I think companies are really just promoting the the fact that you know, by joining maybe uh, lesser known, uh, but more kind of um, fast growing or at least uh, has a lot more potential um, at the company. So you can, you kind of see some, some local success cases like Thinkific and Article who've done a really good job going from kind of maybe 10, 20 people in 2015 to hundreds of people now and, and growing fast and, and you know, having IPOs and, and, and just generally you know, being, being successful. So I think they're painting the picture that, you know, they can be the next Thinkific, they can be in the next article um, and uh, enticing candidates to come along for the ride and, and really growing their career faster um, rather than maybe optimizing some uh, some ads or, or, or something like that. Um, but it's hard stuff out there. You know, um, I, I was talking to a, a Facebook engineer a couple of weeks ago and, and I, he was saying, you know, I'm looking for, for roles locally here. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, which which companies are you interviewing at? And he said, Microsoft and Apple. Um, and I laughed because like those aren't local companies. But I think those are the only ones who can afford to, to you know, pay his salary. Um, so there is that, that challenge um, still. Um, and uh, a, companies need to get creative uh, when it comes to attracting tech talent. So they are starting to look uh, all over the world um, and using kind of the brand of Vancouver and the brand of Canada 
to entice uh, talent to, to, to our shores. So that's interesting though. Like, are you saying that maybe we could have like locally based companies, you know, those real made in BC companies, they're, you know, reaching out overseas, they're, they're trying to get them to come move here. Or is there more of that flexibility when it comes to allowing those folks to remote uh, work, you know, on, on a more of a permanent basis? Um, I think there's a mix. I think most companies, though, do want candidates to relocate and, and live in, in, in Canada. Um, maybe not necessarily BC, although I, a lot of candidates do want to come to BC. And we're actually seeing companies uh, or candidates getting hired at Toronto or, or kind of East Coast companies that actually uh, ask to move to BC because they prefer the quality of life here, <laughs> um, which is great um, for, for, for BC, I guess. Um, but uh, the, the, uh, the point is that like when you have uh, candidates in Canada, they're able, uh, you're able to claim shred, which is a very big deal for uh, you know uh, local tech companies. They can get, uh, I believe, up to 60% of the salary paid uh, for by by the government, which is of course helpful. Um, and also the candidates, when they relocate, you know, they tend to stick around. They they want to become permanent residents. They want to become Canadian citizens. They want to grow uh, in their careers at those companies. So you get like a really uh, you know loyal, hardworking, and uh, kind of a long-term uh, person uh, on your team. Well, you know, Ilya, that leads me to my next question, though, because I think one of the things that we need to consider is that uh, Vancouver can be a little pricey, especially for people that aren't used to living here. Um, what do you have to do sometimes to kind of convince people? Or do you even have to do that? Are people just like the idea of the lifestyle, despite the fact that uh, you know, the costs aren't necessarily low as it would be if uh, you're working in an office in, say, Winnipeg or something like that? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, good question. Um Typically, candidates do enjoy uh, coming here uh, to Vancouver versus other cities. Um, usually when candidates get similar types of offers in, in maybe two or three different cities, Vancouver typically wins, although not, not always. Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with the company too, so it's kind of the whole package. Um, but uh, I, the, the salaries that our engineers are, are, are earning um, are, are, are very healthy. You know, they're they're probably uh, they're definitely uh, you know over a hundred thousand. Uh, sometimes we've seen even two hundred thousand. Um, so uh, if you couple that with uh, you know a spouse working as well, you're 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 in a really good spot. Um, even though Vancouver is a little bit more pricey, but um, you know we've had many candidates relocate and um, buy houses and, and all those things in, in Vancouver. Um, so I think with these kind of high, high skilled workers, um, the, the, the salaries that they're able to command, uh, allow them to, um, have a good quality of life in, in, in Canada and Vancouver, I should say. Um, but then at the same time, we do have a lot of candidates who, who move to the prairies or, or to the Okanagan, the Maritimes, um, and they love it because the, the housing prices are really, <laughs> really affordable. Um, and, uh, there's less traffic and all those kind of things. So, um, it's a mix, but, um, I think Vancouver still is kind of one of the the top destinations for markets and uh, you can't really beat the the nature and, and the just beautiful beautiful um that landscape that we have and, and kind of all the things to do so um yeah it's uh I, I think we need to build more housing of course um but uh it's still not that big of a problem with uh, the current salaries that, that are out there well you mentioned you had a, a record month back in august what in your opinion is driving the demand right now um, I think because of COVID, um, companies have <clears throat> accelerated uh, their emphasis on having very strong digital products. Um, so enterprise uh, enterprises like the large banks and large grocery stores and, and consulting companies um, <clears throat> have really gone all in on um, you know digital banking, digital groceries or delivery groceries, uh, different kind of products uh, that they need to have. 
Um, so they really are, are hiring up as, uh, as many you know, tech professionals as they can to emphasize and, and, and build build really good uh, products. Because if they don't, uh, you know, the next company will. And, and uh, since everything is really you know on the phone or on your computer these days, um, no matter what company you're, you are, uh, you need to um, you know you have a, a great product. So that's that's from the enterprise side, and then from the um, startup side, I would say it's just like the macroeconomic environment now is making it so um, <clears throat> there's a lot of money going into venture capital and uh, VCs are raising large funds and deploying that capital into, uh, you know, startups earlier and earlier. You're seeing crazy valuations uh, for early stage companies um, and, and people raising millions of dollars with uh, either just an idea or like a little bit of traction, uh, which is making the demand for tech talent to go up. Um, so the industry as a whole is just kind of growing fast. And, and the fact that people are all as you mentioned, working from home, uh, you know, working remotely, uh, it doesn't really matter where people are. So um, that there's kind of been an explosion of, 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 of like the U.S. companies hiring in Canada or uh, generally companies from all across Canada hiring. So you're no longer competing just with the Vancouver tech companies. You're competing against Toronto tech companies and, uh, and other locations as well. So there's a huge demand uh, across the border that uh, the board that way. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's the biggest thing. And there's just like, it's just a numbers problem, right? The number, uh, there's the supply and demand. There's a lot less senior developers. There's not, not that many people who learned how to code 10, 15 years ago. Um, so there's just not that many people available for all these jobs. So it's not necessarily like we can solve this, you know, labor shortage just by pumping more people out of school. It's they want those senior, uh, folks like, uh, ready and able. Is that kind of, uh, the, the, the challenge that's going on right now? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think there needs to be a larger investment into education and training. And I know there's a lot of really great uh, programs out there and, and companies trying to solve that kind of earlier stage or, or kind of top of the funnel um, t- talent uh, problem. And I think there needs to be, you know, 10, 15, 20 X more of that. Um, but the, yeah, the reality is that with the, within software engineering, there's just so much you can you need to do, like learn on the job. Um, so it, you, you really need someone who has been around for, um, you know, at least three years, two, three years, um, or, or more, uh, to be able to lead teams and kind of solve problems and, and understand how to get things done the right way. Um, because if, if it's, it's one of those things where like, if you, um, you know, build things the wrong way, it could set you back by, by months and, and, and tens of thousands of dollars and you have to maybe start from scratch. So you can't really afford to make too many mistakes, um, or else you're kind of, left with a really uh, bad product that needs to be rewritten and um, it's that's a huge problem so yeah that the, the senior talent is very valuable in that in that way because they can you know lead teams train the junior developers help understand who to hire who to fire those kind of things that a junior person just doesn't know um, so yeah that that's the problem you can't really <laughs> you know they don't grow on trees we haven't invented a cloning machine yet um, so <laughs> yeah. uh, there's just not enough people right now well, if we think about the tech ecosystem here in British Columbia more broadly, are there concerns that maybe if we can't meet the demand for talent, that a lot of the companies that could have, you know, turned into anchor companies, they're just not be able to, you know, meet those growth expectations that they're hoping for? Yeah, I think so. I think there's there's that potential. Um, I like to think that you know we're trying to you know we're we're doing a decent job of solving that problem and helping companies get the talent that they need. Um, and companies are also being more and more aggressive with uh, their salaries and, and comp and and just general focus on on how important it is to really have a great hiring process and attract great talent. Um, so I, I can't point to one company that's like because of the lack of talent hasn't reached its full potential. Although probably 
it, you know, if you look at all the companies, they ha they they probably could be, you know, with two or three more great features or um, really nice uh, improvements in their product that they they haven't been able to build because there's not enough talent. So, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of that. Although I do, um, I am pretty excited and confident about you know the last year or, or even two years and what's gone on with our ecosystem. Um, and I think the fact that, you know, we have this great tech visa, which other countries, especially like the US don't have, um, we're able to, to compete uh, on a global stage. So yeah, a little bit, um, but I haven't really, I can't point my finger to this company and say, you know, because of this reason, because of lack of talent, this company hasn't scaled. Although I'm sure there's one out there, I just haven't seen it. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, I think a problem, um, but um, it's hard to quantify exactly the, the like the, the 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 impact of it, um, but uh, I I do think that you know if we had uh, three four five six thousand more software engineers living and working in Vancouver, uh, that you know that we have that we'd have the companies to be able to get you know have them all employed. Well, it's interesting because you brought up how competitive you know the immigration system here is in Canada. It's considered to be more progressive than what you found in the United States, uh, especially under the Trump administration. But you look to the Biden administration, and it's very similar in that it is like uh, very focused on kind of an America first strategy. Is there you know more competition from the United States? Are are there more companies just kind of um, bringing in workers now that there's a new president, or has it been mostly the same? And Canada still being able to remain quite uh, competitive versus the Americans when it comes into attracting foreign talent. Yeah, I think the problem uh, goes back to I don't I don't think it's had anything to do with a specific president. Uh, to be honest, I think it's there hasn't been immigration reform in the U.S. for something like twenty or thirty years, I believe, since the early nineties. Um, and there's a whole bunch of issues that I won't go into all the details of their system, but basically it doesn't work. Um, so what the U.S. companies are doing is that they're hiring people in Canada, in Mexico, in South America, in Nigeria. We actually work with a lot of U.S. companies ourselves and help them hire candidates globally, remotely, and those candidates just, just work from their home countries or for wherever they might want to live, um, but they, they, they aren't able to relocate to the U.S. Sometimes, actually, they relocate to Canada because the company has a Canadian office, um, which is a win for Canada in a way, but not directly, uh, or not 100%, I should say, because it's, it is a U.S. company, uh, but the candidate is living in Canada and paying Canadian taxes and, and you know spending their money in Canada, which is good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's it's not something like uh, the U.S. is really focused on right now. I think they have a lot of other problems that they're, they're trying to solve, um, unfortunately uh, for them, to be honest. I, I think uh, if they did have a fast track visa like we have, uh, I think it would be a huge problem for Canada because I think a lot of our, our talent would move to the U.S. Um, <clears throat> because the salaries are there are just so much higher. Um, and so uh, and also a lot of talent that would have moved to Canada would move to the U.S., um, so when that happens, I think it'll be a, a, something that Canada needs to you know, think about and, 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 and plan for, because um, I think it, it's not a matter of, of if, but, but when uh, the U.S. reforms immigration. Uh, but I, I just think right now with everything going on in the U.S., um, they have other kind of bigger fish to fry. Well, I'll leave you off with this. If you are a young person uh, getting ready to go to school, you know, post-secondary, what are kind of the jobs that will be in demand by the time that, uh, you know, they're putting in all their classes and they're ready to hit the workforce in maybe a, a year or, or four years? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ones. Um, I would say not necessarily have to be a software engineer to be able to work in tech. There's a lot of demand for all kind of different skills, uh, sales, marketing, customer success, um, operations, every, everything. 
Um, but in, if, if you do want to go into engineering routes and become a software engineer, uh, I would say, first off, don't rely just on what you learn in school. Go to YouTube and, and, and Code Academy and all the different kind of free online resources to learn how to code and, and, and learn on by yourself just by doing stuff and get projects on, on GitHub um, and, and show people your work. Um, but yeah, uh, I think like any anything related to software engineering, cybersecurity, DevOps, data scientists, um, all of that will be in, in, in demand. Um, and if you just go to Indeed and do a search for different job titles, you can see how many jobs are open there uh, across the country. Um, but I, again, don't want, I, I think like for me, for example, I tried to become a software developer and kind of hit my head against the wall <laughs> um, a lot um, for, for, you know, maybe six months to a year before I just said, this isn't for me. Um, and I think people need to understand that, you know, it's not just about software engineers. There's a whole ecosystem of different types of talent that's needed. Um, and as long as you're passionate about it and, and kind of willing to work hard and learn, you'll, you'll be successful in whatever you do. Well, excellent. Ilya, always great to talk to you about what's going on in the tech industry here in Metro Vancouver and across BC. I just want to thank you once again for joining us on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure, Tyler. Always good to talk to you as well. Um, it's an exciting time to be in the tech scene here. So um, yeah, anytime you'd like to chat again, I'm available. Well, let's make it happen. That's uh, Ilya Brodsky. He's CEO of VanHack, and that's it for the show today. We'll be back next time, but in the meantime, you can go to BIV.com, more stories and more interviews there. For now, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.